This episode is brought to you by Fortis et Fidelis, honoring the brave and faithful service of our fallen. The free will never forget. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Brave and Faithful Podcast. I'm your host, Raiden Dionisio. And today I have a Marine, once a Marine, always a Marine. Um, he's also got his own business going on right now. He's got a single family residential real estate investment firm. I have none other than Alex Van Brooklyn. Did I pronounce that right, Alex? Yep, you got it right. Brooklyn, like the bridge in the borough, man. How you doing this morning? I'm good, Alex. Uh, first off, thank you for taking the time and uh, rescheduling. Um, I know we were supposed to do this initially, but um, I appreciate you for for taking the time, honestly. 100%, man. Your family, yes. family takes precedence over everything else. So if you have family issues going on, man, you, you, you have to attend to them. I appreciate that, man. Um, so yeah, before we get into you know what you're doing now in your second service, can you just talk, uh, let the audience know how was your service in the Marine Corps? What was the time frame and all that stuff? Sure. Uh, I've got a total of approximately 17 years in the Marine Corps. Came in in 99. I uh, spent my first couple of years in the Marine Corps in supply, which the Marine Corps didn't have enough money to keep me in the Marine Corps doing supply, um, which is a, a huge amount of respect for anybody in any of the administrative fields or anything else. But I did a lateral move over to the counterintelligence field. Did that for 13 years. Loved it. Um, got attached to some some amazing infantry units and had an opportunity to do some some good work in Iraq. Uh, I taught for a while a couple of different organizations relating specifically to the CI field. Got out in 2011 initially, dropped to IIR. So that was the end of my true active duty time was in 2011. I had a, a bar and restaurant for two years. Decided to go back in as an individual mobilization augmentee in 2013. So it was pretty much, while I was a reservist at that point, I was still active duty for two years. And uh, in 2014, I kind of, I hit a brick wall. And I, I, I saw my life crumbling around me in, in many different ways. So I spent uh, pretty much the better part of 2015 um, going through a med board and taking care of myself mentally, physically. Spent uh, the majority of 2015 down at Walter Reed. Went through the, the trauma recovery program down there and dealt with some uh, issues that I didn't even know I had. And then uh, 2016, the beginning of 2016, uh, Marine Corps, big Marine Corps said I was done playing and they retired me out. So just going back, it, there's a lot to kind of unpack there. Uh, so you got out initially in 2011. Correct. Yep. And then you, you mentioned briefly you had a business, you had a bar and restaurant. Yeah. 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 I so got it. While, while I was still on active duty, oh, okay. I actually opened the place up. Um, I, my EAS, the initial EAS was like July, I think. 2011 or maybe it was august or something like that um and i had the bar up and running by june of 2011 so i built it out i structured it and i put everything in place while i was still active duty and then uh, i hit the ground running and did it for two years i failed amazingly learned a lot of lessons built some unbelievable lifelong relationships from that business and it was good and where was this at in the in, in baltimore Okay. Yeah, I'm now in Baltimore. Despite the New York accent, I, I born and raised in New York, but I'm down here in the in the greater Baltimore market now, and that's where my bar was down in uh, Canton, which is a pretty decent little bar district down there, and it, it was good, man. the The biggest thing from uh, the biggest takeaway from the bar for me was building the veteran community. We had over okay. the course of the two years, we had over 1,800 veterans 
that came in and uh, kind of made the bar home. And we had a log book, we had coins made for all the different branches of service, and it, it was it was it was amazing being able to reach out to all the veterans. Um, we, some of them still active duty, but a lot of veterans that have gotten out that, especially here in Baltimore, we didn't really have a a good organization for veterans to come together to be able to share knowledge. And I mean, a lot of times just sitting at the bar drinking, which is not always the best thing. Um, but it was definitely good to be able to see some of those folks come together. So you did that for a couple of years, yep. got out, did that for a couple of years. And then you also went back as in the reserves. So it was a individual, individual mobilization augmentee. So for okay. my, my MOS, um, we are a very short MOS. So we're always trying to pull anybody we can back into the field. And we had a new command stand up here in Maryland. And uh, as that command was developing, we had a need for CI folks in that command. So uh, one of my old guys I worked with reached out to me and said, Hey, we've got openings here. Um, so the, the idea was just to do one year and be done. But then, like I said, I hit the, the med board and, and that got pushed out to two years. Okay. So you were there med boarded. And then after 17 years, we're done with, with the Marine yep. Corps. Yeah, 16, then, I think it was a total of like 16 years, nine months, but it's easy just to say almost 17. So. Okay. Okay. So um, going through all that, like, what kind of led you into basically what you're doing now in, in real estate? What led you into real estate? Um, man, it goes all the way back to 2004, to be honest. I uh, Actually, it probably goes back further than that. So before I even came in the Marine Corps, I, I, didn't, I didn't graduate high school right into the Marine Corps. I went, graduated, and two days later, I became a stockbroker. And uh, have you ever seen the movie Boiler Room? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, that was pretty much the life I led for, for two years before I joined the Marine Corps. Um, and it was great. I learned a lot and I knew that I wanted to build wealth. I, I thought that was the way that I was going forward. And in hindsight, I look at that, you know, what I did back then, I, the best way to put it is I legally robbed people from, was that from, like the same time frame as well? Right. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so when Sterling Forster, Stratton Oakmont were the two big firms that got shut down raided right. by the FBI, we were, we came afterwards and some of the people that were there at Sterling and Stratton Oakmont may or may not have been working at the firm I was at and, and may or may not have given us some training. So, and, and it was, it was, uh, it was, again, a, a life lesson. And, you know, I could have, I could have tucked my tail between my legs after that and just said, Oh my goodness, I can't do anything ever again. And, you know, I had a huge, huge lawsuit against me from one of my clients. I lost them like $700,000 in 98. And, uh, and I just, you took it in stride and, and I had to figure out a way forward. And, and part of that was due to my service, I was able to get that entire lawsuit removed. Um, and I, I was able to just fight through it, man. And that's really, I, that was just lessons that built and lessons that built. So I knew I still wanted to build wealth. I had no idea how to do it. I knew that my, my paycheck in the Marine Corps was not going to do it. So I started reading books, you know, early 2000s. You know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was one of the first books I read. I read some real estate investing books. And in 2004, uh, while I was deployed, I put a contract on a house in Jacksonville, you know, Jacksonville, North Carolina, out of Camp Lejeune. And um, I bought the property while I was deployed. I had my sister as a power of attorney, and that was the, the first property I bought. And I lived in it when I was back from deployment, and then I rented it out while I was gone. And that was, you know, 2004. And then I got stationed up here in Maryland in 2007. I bought a, again, knowing that I wanted to get into real estate, I thought Baltimore was an amazing market. And this was, uh, right. you know, the end of 2007. And I bought at the very, very top of the market. 
I bought a uh, a crack house in East Baltimore, and I mean that sincerely. Like there was all sorts of you know nasty nasty stuff in that house when we bought it, and um, fully rehabbed the property. And I, I saw the transition from what was literally just a blighted property with with crackheads living in it to where it was my home, and I turned it into a home, and I became a, a integral part of that community there in that neighborhood in East Baltimore. Um, and that really, I was able to see the impact that rehabbing that one property in one neighborhood was able to have on the, the entire community there. And I said, you know what? I want to do that. And I still had no idea how to do it. So we bought one more property in Baltimore. We did the same thing. And then uh, kind of took a break for a while until I got retired out. And uh, when I got retired out, man, I spent the first six months doing what a lot of folks do when they first get out. I, I, I came up with a thousand different ideas. Right. Um, wrote the ideas down. I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I, I really genuinely did not know exactly what I was going to do. So I opened up a business consulting company. I felt like that is something that everybody does. I'm going to become a consultant. Right. Um, and then from that, in the, the middle of 2016, bought another rental property that was a full rehab. And I learned the rehab process again and went in there. And then at the end of 2016, when that, that property was finishing up, I said, well, why am I not doing this full time? So I literally, I just, I dove in, you know, head first, the beginning of 2017, I learned, consumed, consumed, consumed every bit of information I could, learned as much as I could. I found people that were doing what I'm doing now in my industry, reached out to them, build relationships with them. I paid for education uh, and I got out there and I just started doing it. And, and that's really where it's led me to now where I'm, I'm building my business out and I'm scaling. So, you know, you kind of, <clears throat> you've been uh, investing in real estate throughout your time wh while you were in the Marine Corps from, from wherever the Marines, the Marine Corps took you. But, you know, like you, you mentioned, you got out uh, about six months, you were trying to figure out what you were trying to do during your transition. You say you opened up a business consulting firm or? Correct. Yep. Um, so what kind of like led you that route instead of like, you know, doing the real estate where you were had previous experience with that before well so the business consulting company that is my real estate company now. Oh, okay and, and it, it really what it comes down to man is, is just taking action i knew i needed to create an entity i i genuinely i didn't even know what the business was going to do yet so i created the business in february of 2016 i got it the llc set up got my bank account set up got my ein set up and that's why the name of my company right now my, my legal entity name is victor bravo business consulting which we're, we're more of a real estate company and we're a business consulting company, but that's the name of the entity because that's what I created in 2016. And, and really what it comes down to is just taking action. You know, you could sit there and you could plan and plot and you can get caught up in the details and making sure everything's perfect. And I say, I, I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but I know I need an entity. I know I need a business. So I created the business with very vague terms and I, I built my, I got my EIN registered and I got the, the company set up and I got my bank accounts and I got everything rolling. And in that six month period, I literally went and I, I have a whole business plan that I laid out of what a business consulting company would look like. And then uh, at the time we also owned a laundromat and uh, my you know, one single, and I, I cannot take credit for that. That was my wife, her mother and her sister that had taken money from when her father passed away and they opened a laundromat 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And it was the three of them and that was their baby. And my idea was, okay, well, let's take this thing and let's blow it up. And I built an entire expansion plan of how we were going to acquire all the laundromats. And I did all of this and I, and I put that to the side. I, said, I have no desire to do that. Um, 
and, and it was it literally it took me that six months to realize and I went through uh, several other ideas at the same time, a car wash idea where I started building out the business plan for that. And I, okay, what do I need to do for this? And yeah, and I landed on, uh, on what I was passionate about. And I, I sat down, I looked at what I really wanted to do. And a, a big part of that was you know, building my wealth. And, uh, and to me, real estate was the way to go and still is. So you mentioned earlier as well that uh, your MOS and the Marines, um, the background was uh, supply. Was it, am I correct? That's when I first came into Marine Corps. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 3043 supply administration clerk. Yep. How did, how did being, you know, in that field in the Marines being, having that MOS help you with, you know, having a real estate business? Uh, you know, um, I was about to say, ah, it didn't really help me at all. Uh, no, truth of the matter is, is being in that field, uh, in my first duty station was Iwakuni, Japan, who I, ah, man, unbelievable. So I, I literally just got back in touch with the people I served with back in 99 and 2000 over the last couple of days through Facebook. It's been amazing <laughs> to reconnecting with folks that I haven't seen in 20 years. I haven't heard from in 20 years. And it's just, it, it's been absolutely amazing. Facebook is great that way. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really is, man. But uh, you know, some of the things I learned in the supply field were, um, how to manage my books. You know, at that time, I'm, I'm 22 years old, and I was responsible for the entire command's budget, which wasn't a huge budget. But I think it was like $6 million or something like that. Yeah. But I was responsible for that budget. And knowing that fiscal responsibility there definitely helped me out in business. You know, uh, you know other than that, um, I mean, I was, just, I was like an oorah, dedicated, complete jarhead for that time there. So a lot of it was just Marine Corps related. So, Yeah, I think that's important. You mentioned finance. Uh, do you feel like or in your experience, uh, do you feel like that's where most people fail when they try to get into like the real estate is like, they just no. don't know how to. No, no. Cause you could outsource that. Okay. You, you could figure that out. You can hire an accountant. You can hire a bookkeeper. You can hire a, a marketing manager. You can hire somebody. You can outsource talent in so many different fields. What you can't outsource is the action that you take. You can't, um, in no matter what. And there's a lot of people that I've seen that sit and talk about real estate and talk about business and they come up with an idea. And we as a community, especially veterans that have sat on the back of a home V and, and talked about plans and everything else, you can create an idea and that idea will just sit in your head. Yeah. And an idea without action is nothing but a pipe dream. And that's yeah. the, the, the God's honest truth. And it's sad because I've heard people over the years, especially when I was at the bar, People would come to me with ideas. Oh, I've got this great idea. I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and this. And it is a genuinely good idea. But without action, that idea is, is just scribbles on a piece of paper. It, it's, it's nothing more than just you know, clouds, man. And, it, and it, it sucks because there are genuinely a lot of guys and gals out there that have good ideas that could really, truly benefit them and society and they sit on the ideas and they never really take action and they talk about them. And then what I've seen is somebody is going to take action on that idea. And then they're going to sit back and be disgruntled because they can say, that was my idea. You know, I should be benefiting from that. No, it, it's the person who takes action that's going to benefit from it. Yeah. I think, I mean, you hit that right on, right on the head. Um, and that's where most people kind of just stop is like the thought process, the ideas. Yep. And like you said, just, not taking action or lack of yep. action. Um, and then also, you know, uh, talking about outsourcing, like, like, you know, in the military, we can't do everything on our own. So right. it's the same in business. Like if, if you don't know how to do one certain thing um, in, the, in the business, find somebody that 
is an expert in that, that'll help you along with your business. So hundred percent, you have to, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of good, um, traits and qualities that you learn in the military. I, I don't even, what branch were you? Uh, Navy. I'm still, Navy. uh, active duty, yeah. you're still active. Okay, cool, yeah. man. Very cool. What are you doing in Navy? I'm a corpsman. Okay. Very good. Green side or blue side? Right now, green side. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Can I ask who you're with or you, or you can't tell that on the, uh, on the podcast? No, I'm with, uh, second Marines, second Marine division. Okay. Who? Uh, d- uh, division. Like, the- oh, you with, you at division itself. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, Man, I have a huge amount of love and respect for all of my corpsmen brothers, 100%, man. Like, I, I've seen uh, corpsmen do some of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my lifetime. You know, it's truly, truly amazing. There's a, there's a doc, uh, Nathan uh, Leoncio. I think I'm pronouncing that correct. He is out of, uh, I think he's still out of California. If you get a chance, look him up, man. He's like a prosthetic surgeon right now. Okay. I don't, I don't even know the guy, man. Like I, I never met him. Um, other than like uh, me being there when, when he got hit with an IED and what I watched that man do was miraculous to say the least. He literally, as he's laying on the floor and he's got, uh, you know, four or five Marines standing over him, lost in the sauce. They didn't even know what the frick to do. Um, he's sitting there telling one of the young Marines how to administer the, the, the tourniquet, how to get that tourniquet on his leg properly and how to take care of him. Uh, we got him up into the back of the medevac Humvee, and, and he's sitting there with his legs just mangled. He rolls over, and he starts administering first aid to the lieutenant that got hit. And it was just like, man, that, that, that man, and I still have not to this day had an opportunity to, uh, to meet him face-to-face or to talk to him afterwards. But, yeah, so I, I have a, a world, world of respect for my, for my Navy corpsman, man. So thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you for, for sharing that, man. But um, – you know, just going back to the uh, your your business and your and your real estate. You know, since you got out and started this in you said 2016, um, what's kind of been the worst experience you've had, and how were you able to overcome that time? The worst experience in this business? Yeah. Um, for me. Uh, you know, and, and it's not really a worst experience. It's just the, 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 the toughest thing that I deal with here is the hiring and firing process. You know, I, I'm a, uh, I, I know that sounds petty, but it, it is very difficult for me because I like hiring people based on the relationship I have with them. And if I think they're a good person and I'm getting to a point now where I have a consulting company that I'm working with, that's going to be doing a full evaluation on any new employees coming on. Um, because it can't be based on how I feel about a person. It has to be based on their uh, knowledge, skills, and abilities and on what they're going to be able to bring to the table. They still need to fit my company culture, but I've had a very difficult time with that. And I, uh, you know, the firing process as well, where it's once I identify that I have a team member that does not quite fit, um, I need to be quicker on, on pulling the trigger on firing them and, you know, and take care of them. So, and that is, because at that point, it's, it's, it's a decision that is going to impact another human being's life. Right. And you have to be very, very cautious and careful on how you're doing it. And it's, it's, I'm not always the most uh, calm person. And uh, I, I have a very difficult time getting through that process. So for me, and that's just on my side, I, I find that to be one of the more difficult things, dealing with the human resources part of it. And even when I had my bar, it was the same way. Like I sucked. I absolutely sucked at picking people to hire. 
Uh, so you do that yourself? I am right now. Yeah, I've, I've got a I've got a consultant that I'm working with now that's okay. going to be working through the screening process um, to administer a couple of exams, make sure they match our criteria, make sure they match their the the uh, take a couple of behavioral tests to make sure that their skill set uh, and I don't mean the actual skill set, but their their personality traits match up with what my personality traits are going to be. So, but outside of that, though, like, man, bad things happen. Right. I, I can't sit here and. and and say, oh, this was such a horrible experience. Man, life life throws horrible experiences at you, especially in the military. And that's maybe why I, I don't let some of the, the real negative stuff hold me down. Because, I mean, you look at the military, I, not to toot my own horn, man, but I've been to hell and back. And, you know, I, I've seen some of the most horrendous crap in the world. And uh, I have to learn from it. You know, you have to, I have to learn from it. And even outside of the military, I've dealt with a lot, a lot of stuff in my life. And you have to learn from it. You have to allow it to, to, to make you grow. Otherwise, it can hold you back. And that's like PTSD. You know, that's, that's why I got medically retired, was for PTSD, a TBI, and a bunch of other crap that goes with it. And in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, you can allow the, the traumas in your life to hold you back and prevent you from doing anything, or you can take those traumas, learn from them, and allow them to, grow, to, to make you grow. And it's the same thing in business. You know, this past week, man, um, this is past week alone. I, I know a lot of people would have just shut down and be like, oh, I'm done with this. Like, I've got a workers' comp claim against me right now, or I got one of my former employees that's suing me. I'm like, ah, that shit happens. We lost two major contracts. I lost about 100 grand in revenue this week from two contracts fell through. I'm like, ah, well, let's get more contracts. Let's, let's keep pushing. You know, it, and that's it. You know, we were snowed out, and you know, my office was shut down for two days. You can't let that stop me. We've got to figure out ways around it. We've got to figure out things to do to, to, to compensate for that and, and keep pushing forward. You know, I had a, uh, a DAC hearing, a development advisory committee hearing. This is all this week where I've got two commercial properties that we're working on that I'm getting converted over to commercial. Man, they came in and they told me I need to do a, uh, a full traffic study to do a, um, an acceleration, a deceleration lane and put them in for this building. That's a $250,000 project there. And like that, it's not feasible. I, I can't let that crush me, man. Yeah, you, you, you can't. You have to yeah. just figure out a way forward. And that's it. Basically, like one of the things, one of the things I learned, especially with the Marine Corps, is just being semper gumby, like staying flexible. <laughs> That's it, man. You know what I mean, you've got like, to. You, you know, the military life in general would just throw curveballs every day, right. and you just gotta. I mean, it's plainly just have to deal with it. Yep, and that, and that's honestly, man, that's one thing that I think I, I got from the military big time, and that. Yeah personal responsibility like yeah all this bad shit happened this week I, I could sit here and i could blame it on my county because my county board made this decision I, honestly all of the, the crap i'm dealing with right now with the development process all stems from a neighbor that for whatever reason guy just doesn't like me and, and that's fine and i'm not blaming him I, I could sit here and point fingers at him all day long I'm like oh you caused all this for what it's it's my issue to deal with i'll take responsibility for it you know the workers comp claim oh, i'm I'm making corrections in what we have going on inside of the business. I don't hold it against the kid that's suing me. You know, I, I don't. I don't have to like him. I don't have to respect him. But I'm not going to put blame on him. It's you know, it, it's my company. It, it's my future. And if I allow him to control the future, even if he wins the thing, okay, so be it. You know, it's I'll, I'll make the, the 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 appropriate changes and I'll move forward. And I'll take personal responsibility for it. And that's when you're in a. Um, whether it be in the military 
for once you get out, you have to take responsibility for your own actions and the actions of those that that you're immediately responsible for. And that includes your family as well. Mm. You know, and it's just, you know, I have a 10 year old and a six year old and man, I'm not looking forward to that first time that I get a call from, from the school's office telling my, 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 my 10 year old daughter or whatever hit somebody. Cause I, that's on me. I, I'm not going to, you know, I have to take responsibility for that period. They're my kids. Yeah. I think that's, that's a great point. I th- and I think people just, we all do. We all need that uh, personal accountability and responsibility, yep. um, especially nowadays with everything that's going on. So, Want to support an active duty owned brand? Head over to Fortis-Fidelis.com. Again, that's Fortis-Fidelis.com. And help us in honoring the brave and faithful service of our nation's defenders. All proceeds will help us create and provide memorial coins to the families of our fallen service members. Again, that's Fortis-Fidelis.com and help Fortis-Fidelis in honoring the brave and faithful. So for those of you guys just joining in, uh, talking to Alex Van Brooklyn, uh, Marine, uh, real estate business, um, so Alex, what's what's been the most rewarding so far that you've had um, in your real estate business? So I'm, I, I don't think I'm there yet. Um, I know that sounds stupid, but I don't think I have been able to trump yet in the real estate business what I had when I had my bar. And the reason I say that is uh, when I had the bar, we had a, a a great, great network of veterans and having folks coming there on a regular basis, um, just to share their stories, to sit and talk, to build relationships, to, to reconnect with other veterans. We had a local nonprofit that was kind of founded and built, uh, in the bar and it's still completely operating today. And they're an amazing organization. It's called the sixth branch. They do phenomenal things here in Baltimore city. Great organization. Um, Another small business, Full Tilt Brewing, was kind of uh, fostered inside of my bar. And, and, you know, we tapped the kid's first keg. And he's <laughs> killing it right now. He's got Full Tilt beer, and I mean, he's absolutely killing it. Another Navy veteran, he's a uh, submariner by trade. And so that part of it was huge, man. I lo- absolutely loved, loved that part of the business. Um, so now, on the real estate side of it, what we started doing is – we have worked with the Bridge Skills Pro Skills Bridge Skills Bridge Skills program. Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, man, it was great. We had a out of nowhere about I guess now it's eight months ago. Had a young man contact me and tell me about the Skills Bridge program. Never heard of it before, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Well, you know what we got to do? And he's right down at Fort uh, Fort Meade, and uh, filled out all the paperwork and everything. And we had him as an intern for six months, and having him for the last six months of his service working with us was amazing. You know, he's now a full-time employee. He's my lead manager, and he's going to be taking down a property, his first uh, rehab, in probably about two and a half, three weeks, where we're going to be walking him through the entire construction process from soup to nuts. He should walk away. He should probably make about a $50,000 profit on the deal. Um, so that, man, that was great. You know, we just stood up another program called the Basic Training Program, and what I'm trying to do is bring folks in, give them the requisite training that they need. And there's no, it's not like some guru program. I don't really have the patience for that. Um, 
and I want to, to continue being able to give back to the veteran community. I want to bring on another person, you know, whether it's from APG or Fort Meade or wherever it is, through the Bridge Skills Program and have them come in and, and learn what we're doing and, and apply what we're doing. Because it's, man, what I do, it's not rocket science at all. Um, it, it takes a lot of dedication and, and it takes a lot of time, but it's not rocket science. And in my opinion, it's, it has 100% changed the tra- trajectory of my life. And hopefully it's changed the trajectory of my team's lives as well. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's um, that's a great point. That's a great program that you just mentioned, the, the DoD Skills Bridge program. Uh, and, and to be honest, I don't think in the Navy we promote, promote it as much as they do in, in, in the Marine Corps, where uh, I first heard about it. Um, so that's that's uh, that's a great point there for anybody that's transitioning or in that. In that in that in that time frame of you know getting out and going back to the civilian world. And selfless plug, man. If 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 anybody any of your listeners <clears throat> are down in APG or Fort Meade and you want to look at the program, reach out. I'll be more than happy. I'll put you in touch with Aaron, who went through the program, did all the paperwork, the whole nine yards. I'd be more than happy to put him in touch with them. And then even if it's not for my company, man, even if yeah, it's yeah. just to help them out with the Skills Bridge program and get them moving, because it really is. It's it's a that's a great opportunity. That six month transition period. It's a, it's a critical time where they're getting used to being in, in a civilian environment as well. Yep. Thank you for, for, uh, for bringing that up. So uh, Alex, can you give our audience? So somebody that's listening right now, they want to start their real estate um, investing. Um, you know, they maybe want to start a business through that. What's one actionable step that they can, you know, they can take right now and, in, in that and pursuing that career learn learn you know that's the, that's the biggest thing man is is learn educate yourself because you can do that at any point in day, like any point in time if you're still active duty if you're 20 minutes from your base and you have to drive 20 minutes don't listen to the damn radio put the damn ipod down put all this, well, i guess i don't even know if they have ipods anymore put them, <laughs> <laughs> well i just dated myself there um put the music down turn the music off and, and throw on an audiobook. If, if any of your listeners, if they do not have a subscription to Audible, which is yeah. fourteen ninety five a month, yep. like you're, you're you're a fool, in my opinion. You know, and it's even if it's only twenty minutes or a half hour a day, that's twenty minutes or a half hour of knowledge that is geared towards something they want to do, and it's absolutely critical. You know, when you get home at night, stop throwing the damn TV on and watching freaking Game of Thrones. You know, stop playing. You put your PS five or PS four away, and you know. Put your video games away and start learning, educating yourself on what it is that you want to do because the real estate investing field is huge. There's so many different areas. Right. I picked a niche. My niche is single family, residential, real estate investing, period. I don't do commercial properties. I own a couple of commercial properties, but that's not my focus. You know, I don't do multifamilies. I don't do storage units. You know, I, I focused on building my brand and building my company around a very specific segment of the market. And I had to decide what that was. So actionable steps, one, learn. Two, get your freaking orders in, in, in your affairs in order, meaning your personal finances. A lot of people don't realize how much your personal finances affect your ability to buy freaking real estate. There's a lot of gurus that are out there. Oh, you can make millions in real estate with none of your own money and none of your own time. That's bullshit. I, I'm sorry to say it, man, because a lot of these gurus out there, I'm, I'm pretty close friends with a lot of them. And a lot of it's just BS, man. A lot of it. You know, you're, you're not going to become wealthy 
and buy real estate with none of your own money or none of your own time. It, it's, it's a physical impossibility, period. Um, and I, I shouldn't say that. Can you do that? Yes, but in the end of the day, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg for your mm-hmm. financing costs and everything else. But if you start now, especially when you're, while you're on active duty, you get your credit to where your credit needs to be. You start stocking money because a lot of people don't realize that other. Like, if you want to get a loan from a bank, especially in today's market, you have to show that you have reserves. Period. Right. If you don't have reserves, you're not getting any kind of right. bank financing. Even a hard money lender. A hard money lender is not going to lend to somebody right now who doesn't have reserves built. That's just, that's just the way it is. You know, so what that reserves people are doing is wholesaling, which I'm not sure if, if you're familiar with that or not, but wholesaling has become this, this cliche term where people think they're going to get into real estate by wholesaling. And it's all these bandit signs that you see out there. We buy houses on the side of the road. Yeah, it seems like the get rich quick nowadays. Like That's, that's literally what it is. And yeah. it, it, I'm okay with people doing it because all it does is it allows us to stand above them. And that's just the reality of it, man, because we brand everything. We stand behind – when we go out and we buy a house from a seller, we stand behind our reputation. We stand behind our offers. And a lot of these people that went out there took a three-day course and think they're going to go out there and make a killing. You know, They're not going to be able to fulfill their obligations or they're making bad offers. So, um, so yeah, so action steps, learn, um, and just go out there and, and you know, just start looking at properties, really. And figure out what you want to do. Like, there's so much to do inside of real estate. Figure out where, what you want to do. Where do you want to go? Like, yeah. where in real estate you want to go? Yeah, that's that's a great first step. I mean, like, uh, going back to your point, I don't, th- I don't care. Remember the last time I turned on the radio? Like, all I listen to is, like you said, Audible, or if there's yep. a podcast in the field where I want to be in, that's 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 pretty much all I. Yep. Um, you know, that's it. Listen, and you're so. you're setting yourself ahead of of your peers. <laughs> Yeah. That are out there going home and playing PS4. And it's not, listen, I, I, I have no, you know, no hatred towards anybody that that's what they want to do. That's perfectly fine. If somebody wants to leave service uh, and get out and get a nine to five job as doing whatever they're doing and come home and play video games and sit on their couch and that's all they want to do. That's perfectly fine. That's, right. that's right. their, their desire to do that. I don't knock anybody for it. What I do have a problem with is when that veteran gets out, works a nine to five job, sits on the couch, plays video games, and then bitches, whines, and moans that veterans don't get any benefits and that veterans don't have opportunities and that veterans can't do anything. I have a major problem with that because we as a veteran community, that we have more resources than any generation before us. I mean, it's crazy. It's unreal. The amount of resources that are out there, the amount of programs that are out there to benefit us, especially if we want to get into business. I mean, if you want to get into anything, there are programs out there. There is money out there. There is funding out there for veterans that want to do something. But you have to take the initiative, and you have to take that personal responsibility. And the only people I really hear bitching and complaining are those that sit on their couch, that don't educate themselves, that don't push themselves forward. And what I would like to do is be able to take those people, give them that opportunity to say, hey, there are plenty of things you can do out there. Right. And if you decide not to do them, sit on your couch and shut the fuck up. Excuse my French, but that's really the way I feel because I feel like those folks are the ones that get the publicity more than you do. You know, I hope your podcast blows up and I hope you are able to get out there and, and affect a ton of people in a positive manner, more so than somebody that's saying, oh, woe is me. I'm a poor veteran. 
you know, I, I was never trained properly on how to do anything and, and I can't do anything right now because I don't think that's the truth. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's a great point. Like if, when it all comes down to, it, if you want more out of life, whether you're a veteran, civilian, it doesn't really matter. Like you, you can't just continue to sit on the sidelines, right? Like one of my favorite um, quotes is from uh, President Roosevelt, like the man in the <laughs> arena, right? Um <laughs> I mean, I don't I've know. Got, the I've whole, got it hang. I've got it hanging in my office, man. Yeah, it, I don't it's know. It's literally whole right in my thing, office but... when you when you first walk in the door of my office. It's sitting right there, because it's it's a hundred percent true. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you wanted to, you know, do something with your life, just just like you said, take action. Take action. Yep. Learn and, and, and then take action. And a part of that too is, man. And this is this is my reality. Again, I don't try to tell other people. Uh, what they should do or, or anything else. I like being able to put what other people can do in front of them, what they should do and what they will do. That's completely and totally up to them. But even for folks that have severe PTSD, you know, combat related PTSD, um, you would be surprised of how many people that have battled with their PTSD that have gone on to do absolutely amazing things. And I, I mean, it really, it bothers me to the core when I see somebody that has PTSD um, that is allowing themselves to be shuttered in and allowing themselves to be held back when they have absolute gifts to give to the world, man. And it's just, it, it really does bother me when I see that because it's almost like an accepted or an anticipated result of PTSD. Like our society looks at somebody who has PTSD or even for that matter, somebody who served in the military. And I think the, the, the common accepted view is folks that have served in the military, they came from, uh, you know, bad backgrounds and they didn't learn anything in the military and they don't have anything to provide to society. And, you know, we need to take care of our veterans because you hear it and you see it on every commercial. Oh, we need to take care of our veterans, take care of our veterans. In my opinion, it is time for us, those of us that have served, that have, that have worn the uniform, that truly have laid everything on the line to, to fight for this country. I think it's time for us to stand up and say, no, 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 you don't need to take care of us. We will continue to take care of you. And I really feel like that's, that's where we're at, man, and, and the power that veterans have. And I think it's an untapped power that, that some folks are realizing and some folks are pushing forward, like yourself, man getting on here to do this podcast. You're still in, you're still active duty right now. And you're, you're getting out there and you're trying to show the world, Hey, you know, in our second service, I love that concept of second service is, you know, we have a, a huge amount of value to provide to the word world and um, taking what we've individually learned, whether it be army, air force, Navy, Marine Corps, or space force now, <laughs> yeah. um, and being able to give that back to the world. And that's, you know, that's one of my goals is, is to be able to continue to give back what I've learned. Well, I appreciate you for, for saying that, Alex. And, uh, you know, just going into our, our second segment here, um, closing in on the, uh, the episode. So this is the, uh, what I call the fast five. So it's basically the same five questions to ask all my guests. Um, so first question, Alex, what's one hobby you enjoy? Uh, being outdoors. Yeah, it's, you know, riding quads, skiing now in the snow, fishing, hunting, literally just walking through the woods. The quietness, the serenity, the peace. I love it, man. Yeah, you just got to get out of the office yep. every now and then. 100%. Yep. Yeah. 
All right. So second question, if you had to choose one person dead or living to hang out with for one day, who would it be and why? I have no idea what I answered on that thing. So my answers are probably not lined up exactly with <laughs> oh, what I gave you before. Uh, so one person to hang out with dead or living and why? I, 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 I probably said, and I would still say my dad. Um, yeah. 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 I, I think, and the reason being is that like, I live my life with no regrets at all. And, uh, being able to sit down to be able to be like, Hey, you know, I, I made it. <laughs> Just to let him know. Yeah, I think that would be it. Appreciate you for sharing that, man. Um, so next question, recommend a book for our audience to read. Uh, Legacy Journey, Dave Ramsey. So that was when it comes to Audible. So in 2015, I, I, I got to go back and find a name. One of my first therapists, um, young little Latina woman. She was freaking awesome. She recommended I read Legacy Journey because her and I started talking about wealth and everything else. And man, that book opened up my eyes to a lot of things. And I don't agree with a lot of Dave Ramsey's principles on money, but the Legacy Journey itself really, I thought, resonated with me and I think would resonate with a lot of other people because it's about the legacy you build for yourself through life and why you're here in order to provide that value back to humanity, man. And I, I think that was a really, really good book. So that's where I started my journey when it comes to um, consuming information over the last six years. So that, that would be what I would recommend. Would you, would you say it's more of like a personal development uh, book or? Yeah. Yeah. It's got something to do with finances, but it's more of uh, more of a spiritual journey book, I would say um, okay. mixed with wealth because okay. it, it, it breaks down a lot of stigma about wealth. And, uh, you know, wealthy are always looked down upon in, in all of our society, especially right now, the wealthy are looked down upon. Oh, they're, they're scoundrels. They had to do something illegal to get their money and all this other stuff. And it really goes back to religion. I mean, it, and it goes back to the Torah and it goes back to the Bible of some of the religious concepts of, of wealth. And, and he breaks down some of those stereotypes of being wealthy is good. It is okay to be wealthy. It is, that is, should be a goal for everybody is to be able to build wealth right. so that you can impact the world around you. And, and it, it's the, the one thing that I, the biggest thing I found in the book was, and I'm not a very religious person, so I might butcher this a little bit. So if anybody hears this, don't, don't, don't beat me up because I get it wrong. Um, so in, in the Jewish religion on Sabbath, um, you take a glass of wine, an empty glass, and you fill it up with wine until it overflows. And it symbolizes what you have inside of that glass and what you can give back to the world, what overflows. And his concept is you have to know what the size of your cup is mm-hmm. and you have to regulate that. And there's times in your life where you are going to have a huge cup where you need to focus on yourself and you need to pour all of that energy into yourself. And then there's other times where if your cup is too small, you're not focused on yourself enough and you're giving too much back. And having that fine balance, and for me, that was a big deal because, you know, at the bar, some of the other stuff I was doing, I wasn't focusing on myself. I was focusing on the bar and, and, and the veteran community. You were giving, lo- giving. Yeah, and, and I've learned how to have a good balance of, of my cup size. Mm. And then I, it's okay to not give back if you're building your cup up to where your cup is larger and you can give back more. And that's really where I'm at now. That's so, not, yeah, uh, Legacy Journey, Dave Ramsey. That's a great analogy. And I got to get that book, Legacy Journey. Yeah, it was good. So uh, next question, what's your favorite quote and why? 
For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? So in 1998, I had, I'm not going to go into the depth of the story. As a, as a stockbroker, I left in like July of 98. So I had a six month period before I left, when I left that firm until I went to um, uh, basic training. And as I was like at the very end of the time where I was like, I knew I wanted to leave and everything else, I started looking for uh, work elsewhere. So I went and I worked with a landscaping company. So I'm in the back of a pickup truck, um, driving around doing landscaping. And I see on the side of a, a building, it said, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And I, I had no idea what it was, where it was from or anything else. And I'm like, dude, I love that because it really, it was the epitome of what I was going through. I was making money and I was making money, real good money, but I was doing it at the sacrifice of my own integrity, of my own personal values. And, you know, I really felt like I was doing an injustice to, to the people around me and to the world. And I, that, that really resonated with me. And I've tried to live with, by that, even at the bar, you know, throughout my life, you know, it's, my goal is not just to make money, make money, make money, make money, because it doesn't do, you know, making money and hurting people in the way, on the way, doesn't do you any yeah. good, man. Yeah. You know, if, if you have to sacrifice who you are as an individual in order to, to acquire wealth, that wealth is, is it's just going to disappear, and it's not true wealth. Um, so that, to me, has been one of the most impactful things. And then I found out that it's, it's a quote from the Bible. So. Oh, yeah, the Bible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So uh, last thing, Alex, before we uh, leave here, where, can, where do you see yourself in a year, five years, or even 10 years from now? Yeah, man. Uh, one year from now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be continuing to build. Uh, the, the foundation I have laid right now will be starting to, to really grow and prosper um, on the business side of it. Uh, five years from now, I plan on having between 75 and 100 rental properties where I can start scaling back from this business. We also have a couple new businesses in the works. Um, all throughout that, maintaining a good relationship with my family and being there for my son and my daughter. Um, Ten years from now, I want to start scaling away from any of my business entities to where the, the goal for right now is to have 240 single family residential properties, which would equate to a million dollars a year in passive income. So before I wake up in the morning, I want to be making a million a year. Easy. Um, with that, that will free me up to truly do what I want to do at that point. Um, and that's going to be traveling, traveling with the family and then, uh, you know, trying to have an impact on others. And, and that's really what I want to do. Cause I mean, man, if I, if I didn't have to ever worry about money and had a complete, you know, access to any kind of funds I want, I, 100% man, I would be dedicating myself to trying to help other people. Um, and not like being a social justice warrior or any of this other crap. I, I mean, like genuinely trying to help other people, specifically veterans that are coming out, um, kind of guide them down a path of, of empowering themselves and not, you know, and I'm not talking about like, Oh, I'll help you file your VA claim. I'm talking about like empowering themselves and seeing the true potential that, that people have because the, the potential that people have, man, it's limitless. It really is. And um, when you dedicate time and energy and effort and, and your resources into building yourself, sky's the limit. So 10 years yeah. from now, that, that's where I plan on being. And yeah. I'll, I'll make, I'll make a public proclamation as well. <laughs> So I'll even go 20 years out. So I'm 42 years old right now. So at 62 years old, okay, if we have not by that point, so 20 years, if we have not by that point had term limits instituted on our, uh, our Senate um, and the House, I am going to run for public office 
specifically to go and try to get term limit, term limits instituted in 20 years from now. So I'm hoping I really don't want to go that route. I hate <laughs> politicians, but like legitimately, I think it's that important that I'm, I'm hoping that that gets done over the next 20 years. I really do. I hope that something changes with that. I think that's a major problem in our society. In, in my opinion is the, that we have no term limits. Yeah. Um, and I, I genuinely in 20 years from now, at 62 years old, if, if that is not done, I want to be financially independent enough where I can like oh, just shake my head and say, all right, Let's do we're it. going to do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So you heard it here first in the podcast in 20 <laughs> years, if there's no, uh, no term limits. Alex, so please don't, somebody go out there and do this before <laughs> then, please. <laughs> well, uh, Alex, man, I appreciate you for, uh, for the, again, taking the time and then sharing just all your story and your, the knowledge that you, you brought to this episode. Um, thank you. And I hope, uh, you know, some, someone out there has benefited from it. And well, I, I know someone has, uh, will be benefiting from, from this episode. So um, one last thing, where can uh, our audience stay in touch with you? Where can they oh, support you? So <laughs> I suck at social media. Um, <laughs> so I'm on Facebook at, you know, my, my full name, Alex Van Brooklyn on Facebook. I'm on, I don't know, all my accounts are all geared around the business. It's all at Victor Bravo REI, all the business accounts. Okay. And then TikTok. I'm a Gunny VB on TikTok. TikTok, okay. Yeah, TikTok. And then, um, and that's it, man. You know, my, my company is Victor Bravo. And, you know, if you go to victorbravo.com, that's my main website. All my contact information is on there. If, if anybody that's listening um, wants to get involved in real estate, want to learn about real estate, like I'm 100% transparent. I'm not going to. I'm not going to jump on the phone with every person I'm like, Oh, let me take two hours out of my day, but I'll, I will happily push you in the right direction. Um, throw some resources your way on what to look at some, some different podcasts to listen to real estate specific or different uh, you know, groups to go join to gain that knowledge, to gain the understanding. Okay. That's it. All right, guys. So just make sure you guys support uh, Alex uh, at the Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, Victor Bravo. REI and at TikTok at Gunny BB. Um, again, Alex, I appreciate you for taking the time and uh, talk to you soon, brother. It was my pleasure, my honor, man. I wish you all the best. If I can ever do anything to support you or help you out in any way as well, please don't hesitate to reach out, man. Awesome, man. Take care. Take it easy, bud. Hey, everyone. Raiden here. I just want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Make sure you guys go check out our website, fortist-fidelis.com. Again, that's fortist-fidelis.com. And learn how you can help us support in providing these memorial coins to the families of the fallen. And make sure you guys go follow our social media on Facebook, F-R-T-S-F-D-L-S. Again, that's frts FDLS and on Instagram and Twitter at FRTS underscore FDLS. Again, that's FRTS underscore FDLS. And make sure you guys go subscribe, review, and leave a comment on our podcast on all the podcast platforms. Till then, take care.